This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Thursday. And we're going to talk about all kinds of domestic news tonight. Hopefully, if nothing happens, we're going to do some foreign affairs tomorrow. Warlord, what is going on? We're going to get caught up with what's going on in Gaza. We're going to talk about the election in Peru. There was the fucking coup plot in Bolivia. There's so much to talk about. Praise the Apple ad. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I'm sure it's dystopian, whatever the fucking Apple ad is. They always have been. But on tonight's show, we're going to talk about how conservatives can win the culture war. Are you are you talking about the actual advert for Apple where the, the, the old school one where the woman throws the hammer into the 1984 style screen? Or is there a new ad I need to know about? I don't watch TV. I know nothing about advertising at all. There are there are a few podcasts that goddammit I would pay for them if I could to get them to stop telling me about Manscaped or Blue Chew or all the different fucking the, all the shit that advertises on podcasts. I use the ad block. I am I am Hardcore anti-advertisement. And wouldn't it be hilarious if I did something like ran an ad roll on Twitch right now? That would just to fucking troll people. That would be hilarious, wouldn't it? I didn't have it up. That would have been funny if I did. Now, those of you listening to the podcast or the replay, if you're watching on YouTube or something, no ad is playing for you. People on Twitch are getting an ad right now just because I want to be contrarian. Warlord said he doesn't use ad blocker. Green Dally, I'm sorry you're you are late to the party and that you're getting advertising right now. Amazon, pay me money. Pay me money. People come on here and say I'm anti-capitalist. I'm not. Pay me money. (laughs) Well, we've got a jam bag show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the... We're going to talk about the, the kid that got spanked in school. Apparently, the principal has been punished and the parents are happy about it. The first inmate... In Washington, D.C. has been elected to office. What's up, Rocky Flame? My apologies to anybody that had to watch that ad. I was just making a joke. Prosecutors say, oh, oh, this one's just for you, Rocky. Prosecutors say a new trial is not warranted. For Derek Chauvin. Plus, we've got, you know, cop abuse, as always, going on in this show. Unfortunately, oh, we're not going to be able to watch the raw video of this because you guys know I'm an animal lover. Apparently a deputy has shot a dog and then turns around and shoots the owner 
We'll watch the news report and let them edit it out for us. I can't, I can't watch. Oh. Yes, I realize I watch cops shoot people all the time. And like, I'm drawing the line like I can't watch a cop shoot a puppy. My apologies. Oh, leaked audio from both the Democratic side and the Republican side. A Florida Republican has threatened to use a hit squad on their opponent. I believe it was in the primary. We're going to get the lowdown on that. Plus, Joe Manchin's audio. We're going to listen to a little bit of it. It is kind of hard to hear. I recommend everyone listen to the uh, uh, I called it the Intercepted Podcast. It's actually the uh, Deconstructed Podcast. They're both by the Intercept. But the Deconstructed Podcast has the Joe Manchin audio. I highly recommend that entire podcast. Fuck, I... I... I don't want to speculate what I feel might be happening in the face of the new government in Israel and why they might seek to escalate the tension in the region. Apparently there's been a rash of drive-by shootings in Arizona and police have a suspect in custody. I don't know if these all took place today. This is breaking news on NBC within the last hour. Authorities responded to reports of an active shooter about 20 miles northwest of downtown Phoenix, about 12.30 p.m. local time. The shooting spree resulted in eight separate incidents within about an hour, within about an hour and a half. Officials believe the first incident occurred around 11.10 a.m. on the border of Glendale and Peoria and continued through the area until the suspect was detained about 12.42 p.m. At least four of the victims were shot and others were injured, either in the resulting car accidents or shrapnel. The 13 injured are expected to survive and suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Wow. Uh, I don't... <laughs> what, a, what a wild question. Without the IDF, would Israel have been wiped off the face of... Without the United States, Israel wouldn't exist. Without uh, Britain, Israel wouldn't exist as a country. Your question is an example of a loaded question. It contains many assumptions within the question. Um, well, they are relocating the Palestinians that lived there. So apparently you are for the the relocation of Palestinians, correct? This is an interesting proposition. Based on what? What, what, I mean, other than the biblical claim, I do not know what What right? Ooh, there you go. As a Jewish person weighing in on this. It's kind of odd to me that a lot of the Jewish people that I know are sympathetic to the Palestinians and a lot of the right-wing Christians that I know 
are the ones that are supporting Israel. I think that's it's very telling. But hey, I'm an open-minded individual. If you would like to call in at 917-830-4359 or hop on the Discord, I would love to have a conversation with you. I myself feel that we should free Palestine. Uh, it would seem the option for a two-state solution is no longer on the table, so I feel that the Israeli government needs to give representation to the Palestinians if they want to move forward. The apartheid state... is not attainable. That's my thoughts on Israel. And they're they're doing a disservice to their cause. The I cuz already public sentiment in the last 10 years has turned against Israel and having a corrupt Netanyahu government in power as long as they did did not help their public image at all man needs to be tried instead of trying to fuck up shit going forward, which is what he's doing currently. Apparently, there is a dispute about whether Netanyahu will even leave the presidential residence. Sounds incredibly Trumpian. Now, we're getting ready to hear from Trump here in just a little bit. He's going to give his thoughts on the Biden trip abroad. But first, let's hear from Representative Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. So proud of our president who's back from his bilateral trip, the trip to visit, to participate in uh, the G7 talks, of course, the NATO. By the way, following up on a question from last night, I asked if Putin could speak English. Yes, he does indeed speak English. And apparently he speaks English so well that he corrects his interpreters. So, how fucking slick is that? He's never seen speaking English. I, because last night, I wondered if it was because, like, he has broken English and it wouldn't make him look as strong as if he was speaking Russian. No, no, apparently he's actually really good at speaking English. So, wow. Because one of the, like, we played the clip of him taking, by the way, he took like unfiltered questions from the press like a badass. It's amazing to me that all the right-wingers have been sucking Putin balls all day. Because they're all rah, rah, rah nationalism. So it's weird to see them insult our president in the face of Russia. Exactly. I clearly it's a strategic move to always speak Russian in public, but like that slick motherfucker. <laughs> but hey, Nancy is proud of Bumbling Joe because I will call him. He did bumble through many press events. We played the different clips, but I missed one of the best clips, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. It's the EU talks, and of course, the one-on-one with. Um, Vladimir Putin, uh, he, um, I think, made a remarkable presentation for America to say America is back. 
You've heard me say, many of you, that in my communication with... I think it was a good show to the international community of unity. They were very happy to hear that America is back in full strength as we talk. I don't know that Joe Biden particularly came across all that well. We are as a country and in true friendship to the countries that had been part of our multilateral approach to to, um, security... I am not high enough for Nancy Pelosi. Protecting the planet as well as honoring our values. Uh, it's, um, he was direct, the president, about saying that there would be consequences if Putin hurts our interest, including relating to Russia's... Ah, was he direct? Hmm. Let's see exactly how he phrased it. He had a very interesting way of saying it, Nancy. you just mentioned. Putin in his news conference just now accepted no responsibility for any misbehavior. Your predecessor opted not to demand that Putin stop these disruptions. So what is something that concrete, sir, that you achieved today to prevent that from happening again? And what were the consequences you threatened? Whether I stopped it from happening again, he knows I will take action like we did when this last time out. What happened was we, in fact, made it clear that we were not going to continue to allow this to go on. The end result was we ended up withdrawing them. They went and joined ambassadors. We closed down some of their facilities. This is before he stripped down. He knows there are consequences. Now, look, one of the consequences that I know, I don't know, I shouldn't say this, unfair of me. I suspect. Anytime he says he shouldn't say something, that's when he's getting ready to say something really juicy. Fact you may all think doesn't matter, but I'm confident matters to him. Confident matter to him and other world leaders of big nations. His credibility worldwide shrinks. Let's get this straight. How would it be if the United States were viewed by the rest of the world as interfering with the elections directly of other countries? Who wants to tell him? (laughs) That is one of the most hilarious statements I've ever heard in my life. Read a fucking history book, Joe. That's the story of fucking Bolivia that I was getting ready to. They wanted to go down and fucking help out a coup like these mercenaries from the U.S. (laughs) holy shit that is all we do i don't know that's not all we do (laughs) we also export some racism as well (laughs) oh shit let's see what former president donald trump had to say about biden's trip abroad calling into sean hannity last night can't even get a live shot with the man. I thought he was, uh... What Biden was facing. I figured he'd be begging for attention right now. They'd have a camera there with him. ...sing in Putin, uh, and then we'll move on from there. Well, I guess the overall is we didn't get anything. We gave a very big... Rocky, I don't know the answer to that. Did the U.S.? Uh, probably. I would guess Yes. I would guess we have interfered in elections nonstop the entire time we've been a country. 
No, not the entire time we've been a country. We were pretty isolationist up until after the Civil War. After that, we started like interfering in the... First, it was South America. It was just our uh, sphere of influence, whatever. They had a fucking term for it. Now, we're just fucking... We just coo all over the place. Ran, we, we do a fucking coup. Fucking the really bad country, Saudi Arabia, we, we don't even, we don't try to coup them. Cozy up to them, it's the weirdest thing. All right, anyway, back to President Donald Trump's thoughts on President Joe Biden's trip abroad. We gave a very big stage to Russia, and we got nothing. Uh, we gave up something that was unbelievably valuable. I stopped the pipeline, Nordstrom, and uh, that... Did he just, did he, that first statement, did he take the critique everybody had of him with North Korea and then just like rearrange it and insert the Biden and, and Russia? Pipeline was stopped and uh, it was given back and nothing was gotten for it. And it was. Uh, I'm not, it may be, it may actually have something to do with the, uh, Rocky may be able to tell us that. Uh, how various people performed. Namely, the two mind blown. The U.S. interfered in an election. Let me do a follow up on that. It was. I think it was a good day for Russia. I don't see what we got out of it. Was that? Was that the? Was that the first Putin election in '96? No, he came along in the a little later, didn't he? That was still Boris Yeltsin. I'm not sure. I do not know Russian history from back when I was. 12. But I do know that Osama bin Laden's niece protested the Biden-Putin summit with a Trump-1 flag. <laughs> this is Noor bin Laden. Noor bin Laden on the on the MAGA bandwagon. The recount tweeted out today and what the fuck? Noor bin Laden, Osama bin Laden's niece protests the Biden Putin summit in Geneva. Noor bin Laden retweets it with damn right. What in the fuck? Apparently police in Switzerland threatened to arrest Noor bin Laden over this. See, we might have we might have some footage. I tell you, uh, Sunday we were on Get the lake. Shut down quick here. Oh shit. Looks like it's coming to us from InfoWars. Thank you, Alex. If I don't give you the signs, you're going to arrest me? What 50 spots did you do in Palestine? Look how gorgeous that, that is. Donald Trump won the 20th. Is she in Geneva? And we're not allowed here in Switzerland, even in Guatemala, when Kamala goes. Guatemalan people can have signs that say President Trump won. In 
Switzerland. In Switzerland, we're not allowed. Is Guatemala a freer country than Switzerland? I'm a Swiss citizen. I'm a Swiss national. Of course she is. She's rich as fuck. Anything that says Trump wants has to be confiscated. We have a couple of Trump Wong signs and they have to be confiscated. Wow. Okay. Even Guatemala is freer than Switzerland apparently. I don't what I'm, I'm not sure what they're actually arresting her for. Damn, look at that fountain. Dan Lyman with InfoWars Europe. I am here on beautiful... Or is that like a, like a, a fucking geyser or some shit? Summit. Uh, we have already had an eventful day. We have a couple of days planned here uh, of some different activities and uh, things... Have Apparently she didn't get arrested. ...tampered already, but it's an interesting story and uh, we'll roll plenty of footage for you uh, what just happened. But I'm here with Noor Bin Laden and she has organized a lovely little uh, demonstration today. We're out on the boats. And we were just going to do a little... Alex Jones has come a long way Trump, uh, while from 20 years ago. The Swiss police and the Swiss military shut us down very quickly. So this, this is Nor Bin Laden, who was holding up a Trump 1 flag in Switzerland. The cops apparently came over and kind of, you know, told her to calm her tits. Um, it's pretty astounding. And she's like, I'm being arrested for having a Trump sign. Guatemala is freer than Switzerland. Get on the lake with a bunch of friends. You have some Trump won signs. This is just blowing my mind. So we go from Alex Jones claiming 9-11 is an inside job 20 fucking years ago to one of his reporters is interviewing Bin Laden's fucking niece. And they're on the same side. We were living in a free country, but apparently not. What is going on? Security is incredibly heightened ahead of the summit. Um, and uh, the point that I made to the police, among the many other things I said uh, in, my, in my mother tongue. For I was hoping we were going to get to see her arrested, but clearly that didn't happen. They threatened to arrest her. They probably just came out and was like, ma'am, can you stop with the sign? Because we didn't, we didn't actually hear the cops say anything to her. As opposed to what we're going to see the cops do in this country. But first, let's talk about the highest law of the land, the Supreme Court. My God, you just missed Bin Laden's niece, Nor Bin Laden. Out with a fucking Trump one flag in Switzerland. Saying that the cops were trying to arrest her and they were just kind of like telling her to calm down. Infowars was interviewing her. Fucking crazy ass shit. So Obamacare wins for the third time at the Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court upheld the Affordable Care Act for the third time on Thursday. Now, if this seems a little odd to you, I will explain why this why this ruling went the way it did. Yes, InfoWars is still a thing. They have kicked Alex Jones off of all the other platforms. But you can still go to InfoWars.com, apparently BannedVideo.com or whatever the fuck. He's got a couple of different sites that links to his bullshit.
We should we get to play an Alex Jones clip every now and again. He still says some funny shit. So the Supreme Court upheld upholds the Affordable Care Act. This comes in a series of rulings that definitely have a corporate bent to them. So it was the vote was seven to two to uphold the Affordable Care Act. The opinion written by Justice Stephen Breyer was joined by Chief Justice John Roberts and Clarence Thomas, Kagan, Kavanaugh, and Barrett. Alito and Gorsuch were the only ones who dissented. Gorsuch kind of surprises me. They would have struck down the most popular parts of the law, including the provision barring discrimination based on pre-existing medical conditions. That does make sense. But the majority decision threw out the challenge to the law on the grounds that Texas and other objecting GOP-dominated states were not required to pay anything under the mandate provision and thus had no standing to bring the challenge to court. Though because the federal government is footing the bill, the states had no right to sue. Now, while some people might be celebrating that ruling, justices also ruled in favor of child slavery. Backing Nestle, which makes perfect sense. The Obamacare ruling is about keeping the 30, 32 million people, whatever the fuck it is, subsidized patients receiving insurance It's a win-win for the insurance companies. The government is paying for it. They don't have, and these these are the most high risk. The government is subsidizing while the insurance companies are making a profit. So I totally get why they ruled in favor of the Affordable Care Act. But also today, they sided with food giants Nestle and Cargill in a lawsuit that claimed they knowingly bought cocoa beans from farms in Africa that used child slave labor. The justices ruled 8-1 to one in favor of food companies and against a group of six adult citizens who claimed they were taken from their country from Mali as children and forced to work on cocoa farms in neighboring Ivory Coast. And me, as a chocoholic, I will tell you, if we can't have chocolate without slavery, I will give it up. I promise you. The justices said an appeals court was wrong to let the group's lawsuit go forward. Although respondents' injuries occurred entirely overseas, the Ninth Circuit held that respondents could sue in federal court because the defendant corporations allegedly made operational decisions in the United States. Yes! If you were going to sue Nestle and Cargill, you would do it in the United States. That makes perfect sense. The Ninth Circuit erred by allowing the suit to proceed, Justice Clarence Thomas wrote in the majority opinion for the court. The case had been twice dismissed at an early stage before being revived by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. When the case was argued in December, then-President Donald Trump's administration backed 
Nestle and Cargill because of course they get no. And then finally, any other major ruling today? Supreme Court ruled in favor of the Catholic Church, so you know it's bad. And it wasn't American children, so who cares? The U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday sided with Catholic social services in a battle that pitted religious freedom against anti-discrimination laws in Philadelphia and across the country. The court declared that the private Catholic agency was entitled to renewal of its contract with the city for screening foster parents, even though the agency violated city law by refusing to consider married LGBTQ couples. Wow, we've got some loving homes for some kids, but we can't let them go to them because Sky Daddy says we'll rot in hell over it. You'll rot in hell over it. It doesn't even say that in the fucking Bible. First of all. But then it's, it's, it's apparently the couples will rot in hell. Oh, you know, oh, you know, they're saying they're worried about pedos. But that's exactly what happens in the Christian foster care system. Oh, that's, ab- I, they're absolutely saying they're worried about pedos. They're, they're making that argument. At issue was a decision by the city of Philadelphia to end its contract with Catholic Social Services for screening potential foster care parents. CSS challenged the termination in court, citing its religious belief that same-sex marriage is wrong and that maintaining and ending the contract violated the First Amendment right to free exercise of religion. Fuck off. The court agreed unanimously that the city violated the Catholic group's rights but the justices divided 6-3 to three on the reasoning with the majority limiting the reach of its decision. Yeah, the Catholic fucking church worried about pedophiles. Exactly. It's certainly a loss, said Richard Deering, the chief of the appeals division for the New York City Law Department who filed a brief for local governments in support of Philadelphia. It's a narrower one than some might have feared, so I think... In that sense, it's not exactly a bullet dodged. But there will be additional cases. President of the Human Rights Campaign said, Our opponents are constantly looking for opportunities to challenge our rights, so this is not the end of the story. Of course it's not. We are not civilized yet. But hey, we're coming up two days away from Juneteenth. President Biden has signed it into law. This gentlewoman from Tennessee, from Texas, seek recognition. This was Representative Sheila Jackson Lee. Without objection, the gentlewoman from Texas is recognized for one minute. It's not often when you can stand on the floor of the House and use the terminology, I feel full or filled. It is a terminology that many of us are familiar with. In the religious communities. Oh, I'd say some politicians have taken their mistresses out onto the floor of the house in the past. And they've been filled. Just just saying. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Representative of our 
black American tradition. But after a journey of 10 years, I just want to take this moment for thanking all of my colleagues, Democrats and Republicans, who showed America that there is unity in the understanding of our history, that history of slavery well. and original sin, and should never be ignored. But now we have a national independence holiday for Juneteenth. Let us come together. Thank you to Senator Monica Cohen, got Senator the shaft Cohen. in the oval. Senator Smith was with us as well. My friend Danny Davis as well. Monica is cool as shit. She is a fantastic family. Twitter follow. And of course, Reverend Thomas and many others from the Galveston area. Opal Lee and the father of Juneteenth, the late Representative Al Edwards. Opal Lee still lives. She brought 1.6 million petitions to the United States Congress in the dead of summer. And so, on behalf of all who have waited for this, I thank them. And to the Congressional Black Caucus, Joyce Beatty is the chair. We stand here as the conscience of the Congress, thanking them with all my colleagues. Again, we say our message is our power. We are here to serve, and there's more to come in changing lives for justice, equality, and freedom. That is what happened today. How are you? Hell yeah. Happy Juneteenth coming up. I get is that what you say for that holiday? It is a joyous occasion. Also something to find joy in. The House has voted to repeal the 2002 Iraq War Powers Resolution. The House moved Thursday to repeal a nearly two-decade-old war powers measure, making what many lawmakers hope will be the beginnings of the end of wide-ranging authorities given to the president after the 9-11 terror attacks. Yes, yes, the couple in St. Louis is going to have to give up their guns. I wanted to look at that. Apparently, I'm assuming they're not pleading guilty to a felony so he can still run for office. Oh, the Senate is a whole nother story. (laughs) Uh, Short answer, no, Rocky. Probably not. The vote in the House was 268 to 161. Democratic Rep. Barbara, uh, Barbara Lee of California, who voted against it in 2001 and 2002, was the sponsor of the repeal bill. Hell yeah. She said it's been a long time coming. In the Senate, Democrat Tim Kaine of Virginia is sponsoring a similar bill uh, a similar bill with help from Republican Todd Young of Indiana. Shit. Maybe. They might actually be able to get it through the Senate. Fuck. So they've got Todd Young of Indiana and four other GOP senators. I thought they I thought they were going to face resistance within the Democratic Party and not be able to get any Republicans. Fuck it, and that should be something Rand Paul will sign on to. The repeal drew the support of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Fuck, it is going to pass. Holy shit. It will eliminate the danger of a future administration reaching back into the legal dustbin to use it as a justification for military adventurism. It it seems like it can pass without Manchin. 
Hold, like, just having this much support out the gate, I'm surprised. He noted that former President Donald Trump used the 2002 uh, authority as a partial justification for an airstrike against an Iranian target in Iraq last year. A Senate committee is slated to take up the plan next week. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell earlier on Thursday warned that Democrats leading the charge on repeal are ignoring a critical step addressing how the U.S. will fight against terrorists going forward. So McConnell's against it, of course. But just the fact that they've already got five Republicans and Rand Paul wasn't one of the ones they mentioned. I... Damn. Maybe. Maybe. Let's hear what a GOP rep had to say about the Iraq war resolution, shall we? I'm pleased to yield uh, three minutes to the gentleman from Florida... A GOP representative and a veteran, so should be incredibly enlightening. And a member of the Foreign Affairs Committee, Mr. Brian. Murkowski and Collins, that's two that could go. Thank you, Mr. McCall. War powers and AUMF, it's, it's a distant, impersonal terms to talk about the work of the war fighter. And I think for b- people on both sides of the aisle. Oh, you know Bernie's on that. Probably all of us in here know people that have passed in our wars, roads named after them, schools named after them, BFWs, and other buildings named after them. It's not impersonal to those of us in here. It's those that have been targeted by snipers, have ordnance dropped on them, walked across fields of improvised explosive devices, were burned alive in, in, in Humvees. and As, Yeah, especially some of the retiring GOP senators. It's not impossible. Like Blunt. We all know the stories. And, and I think Portman's retiring too, isn't he? Take that very seriously. And there is broad-based consensus on the fact that these AUMFs need to be changed. So he agrees. There is broad-based consensus. But, but you know, on behalf of the military-industrial complex, there's a but. But to do that, and to have the appropriate responsibility to those that go out there and fight the wars. We have to talk to the people that go out there and command the battles. That's- Why don't the presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? Sit in the jock and sit in the talk and sit in the Pentagon. But instead, what we did was we had professors from NYU and Harvard and Yale come in and speak to us for a few minutes about their opinion. Hey, 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 let me tell you about how important civilian leadership is and what the founders thought about that, sir. Would you like to read a fucking history book before you come up here and look like a jackass? But what I can tell you is that a battlefield looks nothing like a lecture hall or a faculty lounge. They're not the same things. And their opinions are not nearly as weighty as those of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or the Secretary of Defense or the Secretary I disagree. Of the Secretary of the Navy. I, I think you are dismissing people that have a sense of history and civics 
that can add proper context to not just, you know, let's go kill some people. Rah! Commandant of the Marine Corps or one of our combatant commanders, if we take seriously this, this power that the 435 of us in this body have, not just to cast a vote, but to cast an informed vote, to say that we went out there and did every bit of diligence that we could, it means speaking to those individuals, asking those questions, and then coming to the conclusions that bring us to the votes that we cast. But without that, we're acting on pure arrogance that we know better without asking any questions, that we know what to do without going out there and seeking any facts, without finding out how this will affect- Fuck dude, I can tell you with 100% certainty that I do indeed know better what to do than Boeing or fucking uh, 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 Raytheon, Lockheed Martin or any of those fucking companies. Promise. Take that shit to the bank. Now, Senator Kristen Gillibrand, Kirsten, maybe. Might have been saying it wrong. Kirsten. Madam President, I rise to once again call for this entire body to have the... As a bill about sexual assault in the military, which is a rampant problem in the United States military... Senator Gillibrand's bill to address it apparently got some pushback from a member of the GOP. Votes on the Military Justice Improvement and Increasing Prevention Act. This common sense reform would ensure that people in the military who have been subjected to sexual assault and other serious crimes get the justice they deserve. I've been calling for a full vote on the floor of this bill since May 24th. That was 23 days ago. And if, if you this need said, some frame of reference on what's going on, just Google Fort, Fort Hood. Members will have been raped. Hit the news on Fort Hood and Two in three scroll through. Of the survivors will not even report it because they know they are more likely to face retaliation than to receive justice. Today, I want to share the story of the kind of offender that our bill would address. On March 30th of this year, Staff Sergeant Randall Hules pled guilty to a series of rapes dating back to 2006 that he committed while the Army looked A series. Staff Sergeant Hughes was only brought to justice after his brave they Jim Jordan it. decided to come forward. Had the Army prosecuted him the first time one of his victims had come forward, his daughter may have been spared. At a Super Bowl party in 2017, Staff Sergeant Hughes fed drinks to his host, a soldier under his care, until the host passed out. He then approached his host's wife while she was outside the house. He propositioned her for sex, and when she refused... He forced himself on her against their grill outside their house and then dragged her inside their house where he raped her, all while the husband was passed out in the next room. The survivor hid in her bathroom until she could report the ordeal to CID the next day. CID took a year to investigate a relatively straightforward rape allegation. 
The command did nothing to expedite the investigation or hold CID's feet to the floor. Sounds like the whole fucking system is corrupt. That the allegations were credible, but the command did nothing. And instead of prosecuting him, the command put Staff Sergeant Hughes... Sorry, sorry about that. First class promotion... Content warning, fuckers. My apologies. I wasn't expecting this. I'm so sorry. That's that's one of the downfalls of not watching things beforehand. Staff Sergeant Hughes was transferred to a new duty station, Fort Dix. While at Fort Dix, after several... After years of sexual abuse... His daughter bravely came forward to report that abuse. CID at Fort Dix then noticed the administrative remark in his record from the previous rape and began making inquiries. They learned he had raped two other women and physically abused his wife. The command had every tool available to stop Staff Sergeant Hughes from his serial rapes including the abuse of his own daughter, but instead they turned a blind eye and did nothing. Even after he admitted to his crime and pled guilty, the Army offered a plea deal for 13 years of confinement. 13 years of confinement despite sexually assaulting three women, including a minor. This serial offender avoided justice for 15 years. Even when the command was forced to administer justice... And everyone that helped him avoid justice should face charges. This case is why we need a professional military justice system worthy of the sacrifices the men and women in our military make every day. Having leadership at the top that truly cares, that is truly passionate about prosecuting sexual abuse, will have repercussions down the chain. Our bill does exactly this. We have I just I don't know how you can do that in that kind of a system. It deserves a vote on the floor. As if in legislative session, I something needs to be consent, done. That at a time to be determined by the majority leader, in consultation with the Republican leader, the Senate Armed Services Committee be discharged from further consideration of S fifteen twenty, and the Senate proceed to its consideration. That there be two hours equally divided. And the usual form, and that upon the use or yielding back of that time, the Senate vote on the bill with no interest. I mean, it's, it's a system that breeds that kind of abuse. Madam President. Senator from Rhode Island. So here we go. This is a GOP. The request from the Senator from New York for the reason response. I previously stated. And I'll repeat again what I've said publicly and what I'm committed to. I support removing prosecution of sexual assault and related crimes from the chain of command, the, the types of crimes that Senator Gillibrand has just discussed. Uh, but her bill goes much further than this to remove crimes that are not related to sexual misconduct. And that's an issue we have to carefully consider. Why? The removal of these crimes Why? related to sexual contact. Uh, I, 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 see, I see no distinguishing between sexual abuse and other abuse of power. Because that's what it is. It's people abusing their positions within the military. I'm sure there are other charges that need to be addressed outside of the military. Say, will be a momentous and truly historic change to the military justice system and one which Senator Gillibrand can claim great responsibility for affecting it. We must take care, however, that we do it thoughtfully in a manner that does not break the military justice system. 
The worst thing we can do for victims of sexual assault is... Well, it looks like there's no justice in the military justice system, sir. ...or on time creates too large a workload for too few qualified military judge advocates, imperils prosecutions, leads to convictions being overturned on appeal, or results in neglected cases because the necessary attention cannot be devoted to them. According to the Department of Defense, the number of full-time 06 colonels in uh, non-military jargon Lawyer uh, disposition authorities required to execute the system as proposed, which would take effect 180 days from enactment, exceeds the service's existing personnel inventory of judge advocates in that senior grade. And this doesn't account for her bill's requirement that these 06 judge advocates have significant... I don't even know who this dude is. If, like, if this is a senator, you have not made a lot of noise, sir. ...reserved for 06s such as military judges. I don't even... I don't think the Hill even mentioned who he is. They mentioned Grassley and Gillibrand. Yeah, on the Senate floor Wednesday, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley stood in support of New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand. They don't even mention who the fuck this jabroni is. If anybody knows, please let us know. Corps or combatant command staff judge advocates. The heads of the service judge advocate general's corps have previously raised concerns about the implementation timeline, timeline, the resources necessary to execute, and a host of other inconsistencies with the current system that would have to be addressed to ensure a successful implementation. Subverting our regular justice system is a lot of it, I'm sure. bill would empower to make prosecutorial decisions. I always assumed, you know, it was because if you've got people stationed overseas or you've got them on a boat or something, you just adjudicate it there. And that would have been the reason for it, you know, a hundred fucking years ago. We've got a, a different kind of system now. We've got the ability to be able to have Zoom conferences and shit. Jack Reed. Cases and simply those that end up in court martial. These are the very issues we need to consider and address in the committee, and not to dispose of without amendment on the floor. And the committee will do this. It'll do it faithfully. And I am very much. The senator from Rhode Island. That's fucking shit. That's it. That's it. That's why I didn't know who he is. I have never met anyone from Rhode Island. I've never met anyone that's been to fucking Rhode Island. I don't think Rhode Island is a goddamn fucking state. I don't think it exists. That's why I had no clue who this asshole is. And he's a Democrat. I was calling him a GOB. This is a motherfucking Democrat. Because the, the hills that Grassley stands in support of Gillibrand over his own party member. Is this wrong? It says he's a different... Wikipedia could be wrong. Fucking shit. ...be able to move legislation that does remove uh, any contact, any crime related... None of this makes sense. Uh, ...from the current command system to a system that Senator Gillibrand is proposing. With that, Madam President, I would reiterate my objection. Objection is heard. As you heard from um, from the chairman of the committee, uh, I think yeah, like I think we're right, right. <laughs> That's the dude that was just speaking. All right. John Francis Reed. Politician serving as senior United States Senator from Rhode Island. 
Well, he must chair a committee. Well, shit. Anyway, back to Jill. So, so that was a Democrat opposing a Democrat. Uh, he only intends on taking one crime out of the chain of command, and that's sexual assault. And the reason why that is so problematic is, number one, it will continue to undermine women in the military, marginalize them, and isolate them, creating a pink court that all legal experts have agreed would be highly ineffective and would harm the military justice system. Second, our allies have already made this move. They've taken all serious crimes out of the chain of command and given to trained military prosecutors in the UK, Israel, Germany, Netherlands, uh, and Australia. In those instances, they did it specifically for defense. Yeah, I don't know what she means by pink court. a similar problem in this country, because right now we have a great deal of... Find out. Military justice reform, pink courts, and unit cohesion. Biden administration and Congress are on the verge of a decision on whether to support pending uh, legislation proposal. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not... Okay. Creating pink courts. Oh, uh, A parallel system is created for the disposition of sex offenses. That system will be understood as having been created chiefly for the benefit of women in uniform. Congress will, in effect, have created pink courts. Courts for women. I don't think that's true at all because I am sure men get sexually assaulted in the military. And I'm sure their rates of reporting it is far lower than women, which is already astoundingly low. So that's weird. So this is the argument against that creating pink courts will destroy unit cohesion. It doesn't sound like pink courts. That doesn't sound like what they're... Go back a little bit. Let's see what she's addressing in this so problematic is number one it will continue to undermine women in the military marginalize them and isolate them creating a pink court that all legal experts have agreed would be highly ineffective and would harm the military justice system second our allies have already made this move they've taken all serious crimes out of the chain of command and given to trained military prosecutors oh okay okay so what he was arguing the dude before was he was arguing for like a separate sexual assault court within the military tribunal system. Well, thank you, Adam. I greatly appreciate it. So he was arguing for another type of tribunal that just deals with sexual assault. She's saying take all of the military justice system, put it into the civilian justice system. I think I like that more. Okay, Israel, Germany. Netherlands uh, and Australia. In those instances, this is cool that we figured this out together. Thank you, guys. And we have a similar problem in this country. That's not what. No, that's not what she's saying. Bias in who gets punished. If you are black or brown in the U.S. military today, you are 2.5 times more likely to be punished. uh, And most commanders are white commanders. 
There's further data that shows most black and brown service members have either experienced or witnessed racism within the ranks. So if we want to fix this criminal justice system, you need a bright line, and it should be at all serious crimes. That is how we fix the military justice system. That is how... Wait, you don't already have all felony-level criminal stuff in the military justice system? Wait, you just resolve that shit in the chain of... What? That sounds preposterous. That wasn't already the way it was done? What? Okay, so that that is why my fundamental misunderstanding here... I was I was operating on a false belief. Holy shit. Indeed, it does very much illustrate the uselessness of the military justice system. Uh to pander to put forward a face like they are actually dealing with something wow well that's it she was addressing the disparity in races in the punishment fucking fuck so if we want to fix this criminal justice can we just burn it all down and it should be at I'm sorry that was not in that I didn't that, that was not violence Twitter Twitch Twitter already nuked me survivors and for the chairman to say today I'm not high enough for this or that uh, they don't have sufficient resources or sufficient lawyers isn't true and those are the same arguments that were used over the last eight years about excluding sexual assault uh, from the chain of command as well. So I don't think these are legitimate arguments. I think they are brought up year after you year. You can't handle Jack Nicholson movies. Put an impediment in front of the reform that is needed to fix the system. I now yield the floor to my colleague, Senator Grassley. Senator Gillibrand, as one of the 65 other co-sponsors of this legislation, I think you're to be commended for every day come to the floor to be as consistent in being for this legislation. Are we on the same side as Chuck Grassley on this? And I, every one of us, thank you for your persistence. We're we're far more radical. We're like... And all the people that have been harmed by sexual assaults over the last decades owe you a great deal of gratitude for that. Whoever should want to serve in the military should be allowed to serve in the military. This crucial like I, so, like I'm conflicted on this. Like I am definitely against U.S. imperialism. I don't think we should have a fucking standing. But if we are going to have one, I want it to be some sort of like a peace force or some shit. I think it would be a good fucking you know jobs program, training program, not to actually send people overseas. The bomb places and shit. Let people go out and play so- soldier on a boat. I don't give a shit and get their college paid for. Okay. I just I. Oh yeah, well like the military's a racket. Look up the essay by General Smedley, Major General Smedley Butler, about a hundred years ago, post World War One, talking about you know who really profits from war and why we go to war. 
The whole system is fucked. I think I'm I'm leaning towards the position that it's like the police force. You just kind of have to abolish it. And if there's going to be something in its place, you have to build it back from scratch. Oh yeah, I I did read something that was like 22% intentionally missed shots. I just like... I mean, the military could exist for other purposes. There could be a Peace Corps type, like, okay, like, the military is incredibly good at distributing vaccines to rural areas of fucking Africa and shit. There are certain things the military is actually good at doing, and you can harness that power and put it to good use. I am against any kind of imperialistic avenues or using the military for that kind of shit. And I mean, we see what happens with the military anyway. I mean, it's not like it's not like our military is very effective. But don't take my word for it. Take it from Congressman Madison Cawthorn. About that, I mean, maybe you didn't see that, that. What I'm making allusion to, but he's asked. Uh, I think it was Senator Kennedy who asked him define an assault weapon, and he sat there and said, Duh, I, I can't define an assault weapon. Yet they want to take a, something called an assault weapon, which you and I both know doesn't exist. They want to take it away from us. So doesn't well, that you just know what I'm at? basically undermine... Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, I actually saw him walk, try and walk that back and say, well, you know what, the definition of assault weapon is anything that shoots a, a semi-automatic uh, round, something that, that you, don't, you can pull the trigger multiple times without having to reload, and it shoots. That is basically every single modern sporting rifle in the United States of America. But let me tell you, the Second right. Amendment is not written for sporting. The Second Amendment is so that if the tyrannical government ever wants to rise up, we can stop them. And if anybody ever wants to say, oh, well, you know what, uh, citizens with a few small arms fire would never be able to stop the federal government. I absolutely disagree. Ask the Viet Cong how they handled the Marines and the Army in Vietnam. <laughs> Yes, the stupid war that we fought over rubber. The Marines got their asses handed to them. Oh, that was awesome that he said that. It's, it's a true statement. I'm not hitting the right-wingers or morons because he said something moronic. He said something absolutely true. He's just not saying what he thinks he's saying. <laughs> he's not making the point he thinks he's making. That's why he's moronic. But lucky for him, he's on fucking Newsmax or OAN or some shit like that. Nobody's really going to see it other than the hard-right nutjob crowd. D.C. Capitol officer who protected Capitol says Republican representative refused to shake his hand. This is a what's his name. We've heard of, we've heard from him a few different times. He keeps going on CNN and shit. Michael Fanone. Apparently he got snubbed. I, you know, greeted Congressman Clyde. I was very cordial. I extended my hand to shake his hand. Uh, he just stared at me. 
I asked him if he was going to shake my hand, and he told me that he didn't know who I was. So I introduced myself. I said that I was Officer Michael Fanone. Uh, that Wait, I was what? A Metropolitan Police Officer who fought on January. He, he, like maybe this was before the ceremony and shit, but like he was there because they got a fucking gold medal. Like that was the. That was the that's why. I, like that was the business, the order of business for the day in Congress, not the whole day. To defend the Capitol. Uh, and as a result, I suffered a traumatic brain injury as well as a heart attack uh, after having been tased numerous times at the base of my skull, as well as being severely beaten. Uh, at that point, the congressman turned away. It wasn't violent, though. That's what I keep hearing. Like he was attempting to uh, pull up like an audio recording app on his phone and again, like never acknowledged me um, at any point. As soon as the elevator doors opened, he ran. Uh, as quickly as he could, like a coward. So, where did China... Wait, what grocery store were you at? Were you at a Publix? Apparently Publix isn't for young people. I thought it was cool. I thought Publix had a aura of cool to it, but Sparkles informed me that no, Publix is for old people. Joe Manchin confronted earlier Aldi. Oh, no, that, that wasn't where Adam was. Uh, I'll like an Aldi. I'll go, I'll go in Aldi and get some shit. I'll go in Aldi and get a whole fucking basket of shit for 20 bucks. I don't know what a stop and shop is. We don't have those around here, sir. You know what we do have around here? Shitty ass senators like Joe Manchin. You're trying to build support for this voting rights uh, piece of legislation. Yeah. Uh, do you think that it makes sense for the majority of you to delay next week's vote to give you more time to do uh, that? You know, that's, that's going to be Leader uh, Schumer's. Oh, that's cool. I've been talking to Stacey, as you know. I've talked to everybody. And I've been working across the aisle with all the Republicans trying you to slut. understand that that's the bedrock of our democracy. An accessible, fair, and basically secure voting. That's it. And, and right now in a divided country, this is not about me. It's about our country. People better start looking at how do we get to where we got to January sixth. No, motherfucker! Like, like it's you specifically. You're the holdup on a lot of shit. And why don't we want to fix it? You think you, you can get Republicans I, to vote for the reforms I hope, that you? I hope. Have I, you talked to Republicans? I talked to everybody. Who Absol- said they would support Abs- it? Well, I've talked to everybody, and you know, gets around. Lewis signed on to the. John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act with me. So that's a start. And, and the bottom line is you just got to keep working. Gonorrhea Joe has been spreading it through so Congress. It's it's a is voter ID a red line to you? Do you? No, no, no. I'm an idiot. It's, it's basically what we've always done in West Virginia. No one's ever had a problem with it. So our voter ID is much more accessible than most others. Okay? But does it have to be in the legislation? It's, I think it's, it's Stacey Abrams says she agrees. I, people, reasonable people agree with this. But you need 10 Republicans to even start consideration of this bill. How hard of a, of a hill is that to climb? It's always a big hill around here. But I mean, is that but just here, possible? Man, that, just that remember this. The person at the top of the mountain didn't fall there, okay? You got to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. So what he's talking about is reauthorization for the actual the Civil Rights Act. I have no, I don't know what's in the bill. I don't know what bill we're going to be voting on. So you're not sure yet? Yeah. On infrastructure, uh, what was, came out of that meeting yesterday with the White House, do you feel like they... As opposed to the House bill, 
tell you all. The For the People very Act. Bipartisan, respectful meetings, and the White House has been very, very receptive to these, uh, to these really respectful meetings. Have you had to hear from President Biden today on the infrastructure? You know, he just got back It is very weird he's not being asked about that leaked audio. Reconciliation going down that route. I haven't, I haven't even looked at that yet. I think we're going to talk about that today. Is the gas tax raised according to inflation still within this plan? No, I don't think it's in the plan at all. When will you guys release the framework? You're about the indexing, right? Yeah, indexing, yes. Not a, not a single one of them. This happened today. What the fuck? Because this was a big story yesterday afternoon, dropped by The Intercept. Lead audio of Senator Joe Manchin's call with billionaire donors. Oh, Jeremy Scahill, what you doing? I can't, I can't find the X button. Do support the Intercept. They do fantastic journalism. Joe Manchin, in a private call on Monday with a group of major donors, provided a revealing look at his political approach to some of the thorniest issues confronting lawmakers. Let's... We're going to jump ahead to 8.30 here in the audio. Did you know this podcast is powered by Acast? Acast. Sorry about that. That was my... That was my bad. Fuck, it's even even got an ad in here. Jesus Christ. You're going to find out who's paying him to act like a Muppet. We found that out yesterday. I do encourage everyone to go and listen to this podcast because I don't think we're going to be able to get much out of this audio. It's not, uh, it's not very clear. Uh, Manch, uh, that, that. But uh, this is a dollars at the margin in part, and it's dollars that they control, hard money dollars. I will tell you that uh, I participated in the last cycle when we handed out uh, checks to a number of, one of his donors the house in, the, in the range of $50,000. And in many cases, they, they volunteered the fact that was the single largest check they received uh, overall in their campaigns. So, um, and, and, you know, think about uh, joining the house. Uh, you're there for 730 days. Unless you pick the lead here and maybe get 731. Um, and for the vast majority of those days, you're spending four hours on the telephone dialing for dollars. And so uh, what what this does, uh, aside from sending the very strong message that there are folks who will have your back if you take a vote of a bipartisan nature that may not be uh, popular within your party. Now, this uh, isn't mentioned. Uh, in, a, in a real way, freeze them to do more work because they're spending less time uh, raising those funds. So it's powerful, and uh, there's just no, no question that, that we have had and we continue to have an impact. So, Lee, as you, you, know, you can see that Senator Manchin is in his Senate office, and uh, all senators know there's no, you're not allowed to have a fundraiser you know, on, in Senate property, on that office. That's an excerpt from the podcast let's see if we can get some of the juicy details here roy is retiring if some of you all who might be working with roy in his next life as a lobbyist is what he means could tell him that'd be nice and it'd help our country i think he was referring to the january 6th commission regarding blunt mansion appears to be suggesting without perhaps quite explicitly saying so 
that the wealthy executives on the call could dangle future financial opportunities in front of the outgoing senator while lobbying him to changes on his vote. Senate ethic rules forbid future job negotiations if they create a conflict of interest or present even the appearance of a conflict of interest. Manchin notably doesn't suggest that the donors discuss a job, but rather says that people who Blunt may later be working with would be likely to have significant influence reflective of the way future job prospects can shape the legislative process, even when unspoken. I think we need legislation to stop them from being lobbyists afterwards. Because clearly it's a very lucrative position that they are fighting for doing anything they can to gain power. As we find out in Florida, in secret recording, Florida Republican threatens to send Russian-Ukrainian hit squad after their rival. Oh, when the pandemic hit. Got to suffer through a little bit of an ad here. Little-known GOP candidate in one of Florida's most competitive congressional seats was secretly recorded. Why does my ad blocker not work? That's a good question. I've got it turned off for some reason. A Russian-Ukrainian hit squad to fellow Republican opponent to make her disappear. So here we go. Content warning, fuckers. In front of everyone, one of my previous brothers, the billionaire, who's going to actually, we're bringing in over half, we're bringing in over half a billion dollars from offshore, from Malta and Gibraltar, to fund my campaign. Even though my campaign only needs a million dollars to take in the primary, and another five or six for the midterm, we're bringing in half a billion dollars because. They understand how fucking serious it is to keep our country intact. Wow. And with that kind of money, I'm going to have 24-7 two former Secret Service officers up my ass. Half a billion dollars. And what he's saying to keep our country intact means keep the poor rabble in place. They're getting a little too antsy and rising up. Unless I'm taking a shit in the morning. And... I don't want to hear this. I don't want to know about this, but now we have access to a hit plot too. Ukrainians and Russians. Damn. You you did not fucking hear that from me. I I hear what? <laughs> but this shit is getting deep, and I don't want you to be on the wrong side of it. I don't so, want to be on the wrong side of it either. So why would we need, I guess, like, I mean, that, that's. Oh, no, you're not going to be, I mean, you're not going to be a part of it regardless. But I'm just saying, don't get caught in public, like, supporting Luna. Because Luna supporters are going, Luna's going to go down. And I hope it's by yourself. Um, is that why, like, I mean, I don't, that's, do like, is that what, like, the Russians are for? I just, that's, like. If we do a, so my. My polling, my polling people are going to charge me twenty thousand dollars to do a poll right before the primary. And if the poll says well, Luna's going to win, she's going to be gone. She's going to disappear. Whoa! Dang. And you cannot 
tell anybody that. I uh, never tell anybody. For that. the good of our country, we have to sacrifice. She lied. Good on her, though. Sacrifice the what? The few. For the for the better of the good of the majority of the people, we've got to sacrifice. This is the way these motherfuckers really think. So. She's a crazy bitch. She's a Democrat with a gun. She supported Obama immigration policies. She's flip-flopping on abortion. She's a stupid con, excuse my language, social media influencer. Yeah. There's no reason that she should be in office. And I'd be Wait, what? She was controlling my quality of life. I have no doubt in your capabilities. That's why I'm so interested in what you're doing. She's a Democrat with a she's a Democrat with a gun. First of all, gun ownership clearly in their minds not for everybody, as they say. Oh, she's a Democrat with a gun. Just like the cops shoot a black person when they've got a gun. Oh, what the say that. Like Luna's gonna win, like she won't. And if she, if we have polling that proves she won't, yeah. she's gonna be gone. Period. That's in discussion. Luna is not an issue. So how and does she? How do we make her go though? I just don't understand that. It just. How do you make her what? How do we make her go? Uh, I call up my Russian and Ukrainian hit squad, and within 24 hours, they're sending me pictures of her disappearing. Oh, dang. Whoa! No, he said it explicitly. Beyond, this is beyond my control at this point. So it's really bad. Is, like she's. Is just, this motherfucker in handcuffs? Like, he said it explicitly. She looks like such a good person. That's what just, it just. She's a piece of shit. I'm telling you, money ain't a problem for me. I'm self-funded. I got access to billions. I'm talking with a B, not millions, billions of dollars. Now, can I funnel that in my campaign? I'm legitimate. Oh, yeah, the oligarchs that run this country donations and other people support me and all that but i'm self-funded i got cryptocurrency out the ass i don't need anybody's help i've got freemason brothers offering me russian hit squads freemason brothers i am indeed i will admit that and if i lose i'm gonna have to move out of the country but if i win i'm gonna help make a difference for everyone in the country are they other like is this like squad that you're talking about are they like snipers or how like or I think the whole thing's like Chris Kyle. It's a lie. He ain't he ain't got no connections. Close battle combat tech knives, Mac Ten, silencers kind of thing. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about. Up close and personal so they know they know the person. They know that the target is gone. Damn. You do have connections. (laughs) Don't fucking be on the wrong side of supporting Luna. Yeah. Because if you're near her when time comes, I just don't want that to happen to you when you've got kids. So don't yeah. be associated with Luna under any circumstances. This is the exact you shit they accuse like the Clintons of doing. Yeah, no. I- what the fuck is going on in Florida? How is Matt Gates still a congressperson? Yeah, Here's I, the shit out of me too. I know Marines are pretty badass. I I get it. I, I was with them for a year in Iraq, you know? So, I mean... I mean, we're this. This is even scaring me at this point. But I know what I'm doing is noble, and I'm just trying to remain a humble servant of God. And I've got a lot of people behind me. If you told me I've had access, I would have access to the resources I've had. I have right now. A year ago, I tell you, wow, 
I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. This has all happened so fucking fast. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Politico breaking this story. Also, Winsky denied editing or altering the recording. She said she made it because she was concerned about Broddick's unhinged dislike of Luna that he had previously expressed. After she made the recording just after midnight last Wednesday, she probably turned it over to St. Petersburg, Florida police and gave a heads up to her friend Luna, who filed a petition for an injunction against Braddock. Luna and Olszewski each received a temporary restraining order against him last week. Braddock filed to run on Monday. In the recording, Braddock early in the call brought up the alleged assassins. Democratic Rep. Val Demings is leaving her Orlando seat to run for... Wait, what? Did we skip? We, we, need to, we need to know what the fuck happened. Okay, it's unclear why Braddock has such a dislike toward Luna. The two do not appear to have any previous connection to one another, and Braddock is a low-tier candidate in an increasingly crowded race for Chris's seat. Already, two state lawmakers and a former Obama administration official have entered the race with others expected to jump in. The threats, claims of assassins, and political backstabbing put an only in Florida stamp on what is already shaping up to be a wild midterm of congressional races. Republican Representative Matt Gates in the panhandle is still battling back accusations in an ongoing federal sex trafficking probe. Everyone, all these people, they think God is on their, their side. Like the Nazis thought God was on their side. It's the only way people can act like this. Okay, Olomowski called Brodick on one smartphone and recorded video of the call on another. Okay, that's what we watched. Occasionally displaying his name and number on the video to show it was him. Politico also obtained a separate recording, a voicemail message. In Florida, it is a third-degree felony to record another person without their knowledge, but Olomowski said that St. Petersburg police told her she had nothing to worry about in the recording of the conversation and turning it over to authorities. A spokesperson for the St. Petersburg police declined to comment on the recording or whether it was legally recorded. Braddock, though, indicated he was ready to sue Olenowski. The folks in possession of whatever recording they think they have of myself or someone else, which may even be altered and edited, will be facing civil damages suits when the paperwork is filed with the county and felony charges after I file with the local police department, Braddock said in his text message to Politico, I strongly advise not to get involved because these civil suits, he has the best lawyers, he's probably bringing those in from Russia too, will continue to be filed until people stop sharing them because whomever is on the recording did not consent to be recorded in my humble opinion. (laughs) Do you think we're stupid? Do you think we're fools? 
In her filing for an injunction, Luna also mentioned how Braddock claimed in the call that the two other potential Republican candidates in the race had formed an alliance with him to stop Luna. Braddock briefly posted the petition for the injunction on Facebook page on his Facebook page on Friday, but then took them down. <laughs> I might call up my friends in the Yakuza. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is hilarious. In the call, Braddock mentioned that he offered uh, the other candidates a job on his campaign to keep him on the sidelines. Oh, shit. This is... This is wild. Holy fuck. A prelude to 2022. All right, this one this one definitely deserves a content warning. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through this one. We're going to only watch the news version of it so that it's edited. Body camera footage shows Hillsdale County deputy fatally shoot man and his dog. Happened in Michigan. show you just a very small portion of some very shocking body camera video that ends with a man and his dog both dead we do want to warn you the video is disturbing however we feel it's important to show you what happened here it all started when a hillsdale county sheriff's deputy was called out for a dog complaint in april news channel 3 investigative reporter mike Cra- a dog complaint a man is dead because of a dog complaint this is why we say defund the police. Grapestick joins us live in studio to walk us through this video that we are just getting our hands on today, Mike. Andy and Erica, Michigan State Police are still investigating this deadly shooting. Today, I got my hands on the deputy's body camera video. The Hillsdale, the Hillsdale I'd like to get my hands on the deputy. A dog running around in the neighborhood. When the deputy gets to the Reading Township home, the dog is inside the house. We're about to show you. Look how cute it is. Again, we want to warn you, the video... Maybe the body camera video shows the dog leap at the Hillsdale County deputy. Good dog. Four shots. The dog runs to another part of the yard where it dies. The deputy calls for an ambulance and backup. He tells the dog's owner, 32-year-old Oscar Herrera, to stay on the ground. You shot my dog, bro. Dude, your dog bit me. That's why it got shot. For nearly five minutes, the body camera... You're on his property, motherfucker! For most of the encounter, he has a taser pointed at him. Shoot me. I'm not gonna shoot me. The deputy... Dude, you came on to his fucking property, probably acting like you got a fucking little dick, with your ego all fucking inflated. The dog sensed your fucking anger. And that's why it attacked you. Had every right to on that man's fucking property. He apologizes about the dog. Sorry about what happened. And my last baby girl. About a minute later, the video shows Herrera appearing to reach in his back pocket. Wait, no. Do not do that. Should we put that down? Put that down! Michigan State Police say he charged at the deputy with a knife. The deputy shoots Herrera. Another three minutes go by before medics arrive. 
Investigators say Herrera died in his yard. Herrera's family attorney says... Cops should have never been there in the first fucking place. He transformed a controlled situation into a needless death. The Hillsdale County Sheriff tell, says the deputy... Two needless deaths! MSP says it's waiting on the autopsy report before forwarding the case to the prosecutor. This happened in April, and they're still waiting for fucking autopsy? All right, Keith, thank you with Michigan. Fucking fuck. Still protests going on all over the country for multiple... Yes, but let's, let's keep adding to it here. This one coming to us from Springfield, Ohio. Just like if they get the suspect, they gonna hold this account. The family of 42-year-old Eric Eugene Cole demanding justice at a news conference. This after Springfield Police Chief Lee Graff said Officer Amanda Rosales was responding to reports of a man shot, but there was confusion over where he was. The lead officer was trying to catch the addresses on the house. Uh, Eric was lying in the street, as you can see from the videos and the officer did not see him. Chief Graff says that's when Cole was run over on South Center Boulevard. This was an accident. It doesn't mean it's okay. You keep saying it's an accident, but as far as this officer goes, do you expect any kind of disciplinary action? That's way too early to ask that. Family says there's still no way the officer didn't see him. I watched her. I watched the whole video. She stopped, she slowed down. Then she went and she ran him over. Like, excuse my language. There's no way in hell that she did not freaking see him. Family says police. Ma'am, ma'am, you were entitled to much stronger language than that. Cole's mom says she wasn't made aware until Tuesday. It also wasn't in Springfield's incident report. Chief Graff. Of course they didn't tell her. Of course they didn't put it in the report. Of course. Every fucking time. Cops lie. Cops lie even when they have no reason to lie. So of course, when their asses are on the line, they're going to CYA. They're going to fucking lie on their Belize reports. Graff says that's because Ohio State Highway Patrol is taking over the crash investigation. Springfield PD is handling the shooting, but Chief Graff says an internal investigation is ongoing, looking at department policy. We're investigating this. If corrective actions need to be taken, they will be taken. Do you have any idea of what kind of corrective actions would, if another officer was in that cruiser, could this have been prevented? Defund the fucking cops! We're going to deal with this incident, this officer, and what happened. The chief also says this dash camera footage doesn't show the best point of view from the officer. But that camera focuses where it's pointed. Absolute scum. What the officer is seeing. It's not an indicator of where they're looking. The chief says he hopes to get body cameras by the end of summer. But to a mom who just lost her son, these answers weren't enough. By the end of summer? I want that officer to be helpless. And I've said it over and over and over again. When the body camera footage supports the cop's narrative, they will release it immediately. There is no by the end of summer bullshit. I've seen it over and over again. I Cops should have to take out fucking insurance. Just like gun owners should have to have insurance on their guns. Gotta bust a police union. And all like, 
as we were talking about with the military earlier, apparently we just got to fucking burn it all down, start completely from scratch if we are going to have some sort of policing force. Fuck! I am sorry this family has to go through this, and I hope the city compensates them. I know it's not... It's not a replacement for what happened. It's not a replacement for your son and your your family member. Absolutely. And they would charge you immediately. Yeah, it's not like he was wearing a black shirt. It was a white shirt. There was reflection on the headlights. Not hard to spot at all. Fucking looking at the at the at the numbers on the God damn. I just, I, I am outraged. Responsible. I have to pay, and we have to pay to put my son away. Would you join the Christopher Dorner Appreciation Society? Is that what you're saying, Adam? Fucking God damn. Look at that dude. Cool looking dude. I, I hate that you're not here with us anymore. Now we've got a couple of good news stories involving cops, though. And one, you're going to... Oh, guys. Guys. You're going to get so much schadenfreude. You're going to love this. First, first. Prosecutors say a new trial is not merited for ex-cop in the George Floyd death. The state's document came in response to defense request to grant Chauvin a new trial and to hold a hearing to question jurors about alleged misconduct. Among other things, defense attorney Eric Nelson said intense pre-trial publicity alleged prosecutorial misconduct, a prosecutorial misconduct, thank you, I got it the second time, and some decisions by the court made it impossible for Chauvin to get a fair trial. Prosecutors said Nelson's claims were without merit and were desperate attempts to undo the jury's verdict. So there you go. Good news on that front. And now here is the cherry on top. Officers on Portland Police's rapid response team have voted to resign. Let's come down. We can, we can actually see them address the... Oh, hold on. That's... And I want to start by thanking all of This is the press conference. From the police department, watch a little snippet. Patients, I know that information about this started coming out last night, and uh, this is the first time I've had to sit still, obviously, since about six o'clock this morning, uh, and and so I do appreciate everyone's patience. Um, what I can tell you so far is that last night, the all of them, the. Police officer, detective, and sergeant. I will smoke to this. Our rapid response team met, and as a result of that discussion, voted to, as a group, to 
offer their resignation from their assignment with the rapid response team. These people will all still be the Portland Police Bureau employees, but our rapid response team is a voluntary assignment within the police bureau. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you fucks were quitting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you're still going to keep collecting your paycheck. You're going to get all the benefits of being a cop. But you're not going to do the rapid response team. This is, the rapid response team is the one they've been sicking on protesters for the last year. Uh, there were a, This is, represents approximately 50 people that we're talking about. And, uh, you know, as you know, the rapid response team, or you know, we, we call everything by its initials in the police bureau, the RRT, uh, is responsible. It's an all hazards team. And I call you by your initials, PIG. Public order policing, which is most often what we use. Oink, oink, motherfucker. Trained and available for things like uh, large scale searches, human made and natural disaster response, and other large. They use it for protesters. Requiring a highly trained and coordinated response for whatever the mission is. It is the protester um, bashing unit. I want to just acknowledge how challenging these times are, uh, how challenging they have been for really the last couple of years since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, certainly all of just the national... I want to point out how challenging it's been when cops shot at least 940 people last year. More than every other first world country in the last 10 years combined! One of them spoke to the news. Let's hear what he had to say. It's not that police officers won't be responding to any sort of demonstrations or riots. Can you go into a little bit more detail about how you plan to continue to respond and what that will look like? And if you could also explain the other duties that officers, part of the RRT, did. And are we lacking that specialty and technicality now if we do have those large-scale searches or large-scale need for that expertise? We don't. We have no need for any of that shit. We will have to find some way to make sure that we have that capability that the public relies on. And then in the short term, we'll have to find a way to adapt and and maintain as much of that capability as we can with the resources that we have. And we still have all the same employees and we still have. No, no, no. I think they should take your fucking toys away from you, your tanks, your fucking big guns, all your armor and shit. Ah. It's not the story I was hoping for. City Commissioner Joanne Hardesty said that I remain deeply concerned these RRT resignations are yet another example of a rogue paramilitary organization that is unaccountable to the elected officials and residents of Portland. A specific demand from the local racial justice movement was that we disband PPB's rapid response team based on RRT's inability to appropriately de-escalate the situation on our streets last summer. I proposed disbanding RRT last fall, but the majority of council wasn't ready to commit to a fundamental rethinking of our systems of community safety. We should formally disband the RRT, but through council action. 
ahead, resign, motherfucker. Go ahead and resign. All you fucks should resign. All you cops out there that are making videos in your squad cars about how hard it is being a cop now, go ahead. Quit. Do it. Do it. What I want. I won't miss you. People are always like, who are you going to call? Fucking, I'm not going to call the cops now. Cops make the situation worse. Washington, D.C. inmate becomes first incarcerated person in city to win elected office. And that's that's the sad part about this fucking country is that I'm far more scared of the cops in this country than I am of being fucking robbed by anybody. And I hang out with unsavory people. Look at me. I have weird sex flings with strangers I've never met before. Do drugs you've never heard of. I feel more danger from the cop to not be not be not because of any criminal fucking activity. I feel like if somebody's gonna shoot me in the street, it's gonna be a fucking cop, not a criminal. Alright, so this is an uplifting story, at least. I'm probably gonna be pissed off that the dude was even in fucking prison to begin with. Whoa, we ain't got no sound. Here we go. The road between them separating them in more ways than one. Washington, D.C. is made up of eight wards, each ward further divided into advisory neighborhood commissions and single-member districts. Today, one of those communities will elect... person I slept with the other night was pretty savory. ...five candidates all locked up at the D.C. jail. We can literally change the world inside out. We just need an opportunity to be able to sit down and express ourselves. I believe the district is suffering from a, a lack of love. I just want to bring, you know what I'm saying, my wisdom, my heart, to do what I can. We had a group of candidates. One of them actually won. That's awesome. And I affect someone in a positive way. To learn more about the Advisory Neighborhood Commission and the role of a commissioner, we spoke with the D.C. Board of Elections. The Advisory Neighborhood Commissions um, are really a very granular community level activity and it's an opportunity for every city. Or is this something they specifically uh, select inmates to be on a board? That's cool. In, uh, the affairs of that, that, are, that are taking place in their city. And so they're able to amplify any concerns that they, that they may have uh, beyond uh, quite literally the walls of the jail. In 2019, the D.C. Council passed the Restore the Vote Act paving the way for today's election and tomorrow's winner. D.C. residents... Fantastic! ...prison system uh, who are convicted of either a felony or misdemeanor have the ability to cast a ballot. So it really brought to bear the opportunity that was open for this seat uh, to, for a resident of D.C. jail to serve in, in the ANC. The community's commissioner's office has remained vacant since its creation in 2011. It represents the D.C. jail, the Harriet Tubman Women's Shelter, and a nearby metro stop and apartment community. Fuck! Don't get me started on the phone calls. That is a scam! There are so many scams associated with our carceral system. The fucking, the phone systems in there, like, and they're, they're like these different regional contracts. And there, there are even some jails you'll you'll be in. You can't even call outside of like a certain region if it's not on like 
a, a, a system they have a fucking agreement with. You can't call like fucking a, a Verizon phone or some shit. It's the dumbest goddamn shit. And then now they they sell fucking time on tablets and FaceTime with your, your with your fucking family to, to like. I hate it here. I hate it here. Capitalism. Don't even get me started. Like, I do not think it's right that we take the vote away from anyone. When you take the vote away from prisoners, you have an incentive to lock people up and to criminalize activities that might not otherwise be criminalized. But good on this program. This is awesome. Joel Caston, 44, won the race for Advisory Neighborhood Commissioner of District 7F07 in Southeast D.C. Well, he'll oversee Harriet Tubman Women's Shelter, New Luxury Apartments, and the D.C. Jail. Well, if they're going to gentrify, at least, you know, let let an inmate oversee it. Represent it. Caston, who ran against four other inmates, received 48 of the 142 votes. Hell yeah. Caston is, quote, a natural leader, a kind, intelligent, and thoughtful individual. Good on him. I hope this is a stepping stone to bigger things. Maybe you can serve in a D.C. state government in the very near future, sir. I hope... I hope that's coming. Oh, I'm sure. And like the corruption inside these local governments. Like in a lot of ways, having local control, decentralized control is is good for certain things. But there needs to be like oversight from a federal government that says like there is a minimum standard that you have to run your jails, your prisons, shit like that. And you need to provide the bare minimum. Be able to contact your fucking family. This cash bond system. Fuck that shit. Right, remember uh, a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, there was a student that was spanked. I think it happened in Florida because everything happens in Florida. Yes, a Florida principal who paddled a six-year-old will be punished after all after getting prematurely reinstated and the child's family couldn't be happier despite the fact that she's still reeling from the beating. The child is still in pain. And by the way, Don't beat your fucking kids. All studies show that corporal punishment have zero, has zero, zero positive effects. All studies show corporal punishment has zero positive effects and a whole host of negative effects. Don't beat your fucking kids. I was in a class one time, some sort of like life skills class in a college that I had to take for some reason. And we had we, we, we were discussing the topic of corporal punishment 
and a dude who had told me he'd been to prison twice and offered to smoke meth with me after class piped up and said, I got spanked when I was a kid and I turned out all right. And I... That has stuck with me for the rest of my life. That's like 10 fucking years ago that happened. I think about it almost daily. All right, guy, I guess, though. <laughs> Jesus. I can't, and they, they said they had permission to do this. I feel wrong watching this. God, holy. Fuck. You better tell your mama sorry, and you better not treat her like that either. Is this going to happen again? No. Never. Fuck. Are you going to respect your mom? Because I'm going to tell you what. Of course it's a Karen looking woman. Thank you. And we can watch. That's going to happen. Do you understand me? That is not how you talk to children. And you better start. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't keep messing up things. Messing up things? Oh, it was just a kid being a kid, being curious, playing around with shit? Oh my god! And so much of shit that we do in our society is like we we demonize kids for being curious and playing with shit. There are so many little engineers that are stunted because like, oh, you want to shame them for breaking something. Fuck you. God damn it. I don't even have kids. I don't like kids. Fuck kids. No, don't literally do that. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. But shit, at least I, I care about them more than like this woman does, apparently. And she works in the school. What the fuck? Oh. I. I bet it's a minority student, isn't it, too? Take that mask off and breathe and calm down. Yeah, get right in her face. Or his face. You You understand? I hope so. Holy shit. No, no, you just terrorize them. They don't fucking understand anything. They don't understand why you're being a... Jesus Christ. The family's attorney, Brett Pabinski, tells TMZ the principal in question, Melissa Cart, that was the principal, recently received a letter from the Florida Department of Education notifying her its investigation found probable cause for sanctions, which could include a fine, probation, suspension, or revocation of her teacher's license. Yes, she needs to lose her teacher's license. I yeah, I I was still in school like at the like what 93, 94 or something. Is when they first outlawed it. I I didn't even know it was a thing still. What the hell? How is how is how how 
What the fuck? Well, a decision on what exactly her punishment will be is still to be handed down. Probinski says the family is happy Carter will face some repercussions. And they hope it helps spread awareness to avoid a repeat situation with another kid. She was oddly reinstated to her position as principal this week by the local school district, seemingly jumping the gun ahead of the Florida Department of Education findings. As for the child who got paddled, she's still dealing with the fallout both physically and emotionally. Provinsky tells us she's been experiencing severe pain in her back and hips, not to mention numbness in her legs. Fuck! She is in physical therapy for it. The kid's also seeing a therapist. Good, they need to see a therapist because they've been traumatized. One last thing, even if Carter somehow walks away from this relatively unscathed, meaning that she's able to keep her job, she won't be seeing this student again. Probinsky says the mother moved her to another school district. Seriously, to act like that in front of a helpless, whimpering child. That just experienced extreme trauma. Holy fuck. That woman that woman shouldn't only lose her teacher's license. She should have been arrested. She assaulted a child. I would demand that of anybody fucking else. Holy shit. From people bad at their job to people quitting their job. This post has been going viral. Apparently this is a McDonald's where they have one employee. We are closed because I am quitting and I hate this job. Oh, I thought it said Mick Inconvenience underneath it. It does not. That would have been hilarious if it did. I don't know which McDonald's is having that. Uh, A simple photo has come to symbolize the struggles faced by low-wage workers, particularly in the hospitality industry. After it went viral online, the image shared to Twitter features a note stuck outside a U.S. branch of McDonald's reading, We are closed, and I am quitting this job, and I hate this job. One of the comments said, wait, did they seriously have a shift of one person at an entire McDonald's such that one person quitting mid-shift shut it all down? I'm willing to believe that, but my goodness, the sheer amount of neglectful staffing involved. Whoever walked off that crap is great. I think we're going to see a total backlash. Now, as the unemployment benefits have been rescinded in a couple of states already, there's another like five or six getting ready to rescind them this week. By the end of the month, it's like a whole 25 states will have rescinded the federal unemployment benefits. I think we are not going to see people go back to work at McDonald's anyway. I think people moved on to other jobs. I don't think it's because they're receiving unemployment benefits. 
I think it's they've already found other means to support themselves. But hey, let's worry about what a rich asshole has to say about cancel culture. Because that's a real issue. No, we will not be stopping big tech censorship. I hope big tech censors the blaze. That's all I want for Christmas, goddammit. All right, so comedian Kevin Hart had a fiery response on Tuesday to critics of his rant against cancel culture. I don't think I've actually heard the rant against cancel culture. Well, they don't have the video, it looks like. What the fuck, Blaze? I don't care. Hart took to his Twitter account in response to some on social media who said that he was angry about cancel culture because he wasn't funny enough. I got time today, he began. The he's not funny slander is the best. This is for you. I have three stand-up comedy specials that fall in the top ten highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. He's making an ad popular argument. The Bible is the number one printed book of all time, and it's a gigantic piece of shit. Letters from Chairman Mao are is the second most printed book of all time. I can I can keep pointing out shit, the like, complete bullshit. It is the top selling of all time. Not an indication of anything. It means that you appeal to the lowest common denominator that you're able to allow enough people to sit through you. What I find hilarious about this is that you are an insecure individual. You are a little, little man, Kevin Hart. J. Cole said it best, if you are laughing at a multimillionaire, the joke's on you. No, I'm laughing at a multimillionaire who's so goddamn insecure he had to take to Twitter and be like, no, 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 the joke's really on you. No, no, no. What the fuck? When did we get to a point where live was supposed to be perfect, where people were supposed to operate perfectly all the time? I don't understand. I don't expect perfection from my kids. I don't expect it from my wife, friends, or employees. This is a weird straw man to make. Nobody's expecting perfection from anybody. Like, just don't be a fucking creep. Don't be a bigot. That was Kevin Hart's problem, right? He was a bigot towards gay people, if I remember correctly. I don't remember what the backlash was that he faced over the Oscars. Hosting the Oscars, something fucking like that. It was like he said some bigoted shit because he's a Christian. And then he got offended because of criticism. Someone pointed out that he said some fucked up shit. I believe it was bigoted shit, but I don't, don't hold me to that. I think it was, though. But hey, like, this is how you win the culture war, right? Getting on Twitter and, like, bitching and bragging about how you're a multimillionaire. Telling everybody you're better than them. 
And what the fuck? This is on the blaze. What? Why do Why do right wingers actually care? They They really do care what Hollywood thinks. Honest to God. They care what the left-wingers think. They troll them all the time. They care what the right-wingers think. They amplify their message. They love celebrities. The fact that they tell you, like, no, no, celebrities should shut up and not talk about politics. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was upset. Like, if his kid was gay, he would disown him or some shit. Yeah, you fucking bigoted piece of shit. You got what you deserved, son. But maybe, maybe that's how they're going to win the culture war, right? Let's hear from let's hear from this woman at Turning Points USA event. How conservatives can win the culture war against those liberals that control everything? Totally not funny, not funny at all. I do not like Kevin Hart, but like he's. He's inoffensive. Like, if I had a girlfriend that was amused by Kevin Hart, I would sit through a Kevin Hart special. That's how he's one of the, like, top whatever grossing comedy specials. That's it. That's that's the reason. It's the reason why country music is played so widely. It's inoffensive. You can play it in a dentist office as people are sitting there. Nobody gets offended because Madonna doesn't come on and talk about sex. That's the exact reason of I just like comedy. I'm open. I've I've sat through a lot of shitty comedy. Okay, well, if, follow with me here. Kevin Hart would be good for Netflixing and chilling when you don't actually care what's on the TV. So I would watch Kevin Hart with my girlfriend if she was amused by Kevin Hart. I love all music. I, I I can. There is very few artists that I hate with a passion. It's like Rod Stewart, Phil Collins, and I know, I know, I know, I know. No, Justin, don't you fucking love synth pop new wave? Isn't Genesis right up your alley? You're damn right it is. I love Peter Gabriel. Fuck Phil Collins. Is he the highest paid comedian in the world? God help us. But that's, that's acting gigs, right? Like, he's in movies with The Rock and shit. Like, The Rock likes having the little man next to him. That's why Kevin Hart is is a rich man, right? Right? He amuses The Rock. <laughs> we see all of this propaganda in Hollywood, you know, like, they're, they're just simping for the CCP. Like, just simping away. It's the, it's the summer of simps for Hollywood. The Chinese Communist Party, I assume, is what she's talking about when she says CCP. And yes, that's capitalism. That, oh, he gets the rock off. Is that, oh, he's the perfect height. Oh, my God. The rock just, like, turns. And Kevin, like, bloop. I think you're on to something. (laughs) I'm amused by the fact that China, a communist country, is kicking our ass at capitalism. 
that's that's hilarious to me because they're making Hollywood bow down to them. That's capitalism. Hollywood wants that money. I don't I don't know what they want. It's the summer of simps for Hollywood, and they're always putting in all of this propaganda. It's it's wild. They expect people, they expect movies to cater to them. Well, I pay my ticket. I should be represented, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to see gay people on my movies. But when Hollywood actually does cater to the audience, the the fucking large audience, it's like, it. I, I can't remember what the number is. There's like three times more people watching the fucking Drek that Hollywood puts out in China than they than they are in the U.S. The reason why the NBA bends over backwards for them, they make far more of their money in China than they do in the U.S. And um, everyone's like, well, I don't understand how we can combat that. And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. You have to understand that we are playing by their rules. Doesn't it feel sometimes like there's a total double standard? Like the rules that are for us as conservatives is completely different for our leftist friends. When I was in radio, my uh, I was in pop radio for seven years before I worked for Turning Point, and I was. Oh, you don't want to talk about time in radio, honey. Girl on my morning show who was let's like, co- let's compare our times in radio. Feminist, like women's march type of girl, and um, total opposite of me. But that's what made her. What I thought made our show great was that we had all these different types of um, ideologies represented on my morning show. And on her morning show, you know, I was being told behind the scenes whenever I would share my views that uh, our station doesn't get political. We're not supposed to talk religion. We're not supposed to talk politics. Um, and then my this other girl on my show, my producer, would always get political and always talk about you know toxic masculinity and all of these different things. And no one said anything to her. She would bash Trump. Um, it's we it's weird that toxic masculinity. Well, she should bash Trump. I did. It was just a different set of rules, and so that's eventually, you know, why I left. And a lot of you, if I've had the um, privilege of speaking to you in your chapters um, at your different schools, then you've kind of heard my story. Um, but like, I knew that there was different rules, and so what I started. Why would anybody bring you to speak to a school? That's another thing. That the they're taking, they're letting you speak to schools. Let me go speak to schools. I wanted to become a motivational speaker to go and talk about, like, safe sex, how to, uh, um, like, properly dose on drugs, stay hydrated and shit, how to safely do drugs. That's what I'm at, like, toxic masculinity. How is that a political? That's, it's a political topic, topic because the right has associated that with, like, oh, that's can't, you're trying to cancel me because I'm toxic masculinity. It's more phony outrage. That's all they've got. They they do not have any substance whatsoever in what they're saying. So they've constantly got to make themselves out to be the victim of some system. But there's plenty of ways that you can actually be a victim of a system. We've got this whole capitalist system here that's rife for the criticizing. But guess what? It's going to put you on the left side of the spectrum, honey. And we're icky. That's probably what happened. She said some racist shit like, hey, like, you shouldn't talk about politics. 
left has created with our own rules, like they, they're they're in control when it comes to Hollywood, the media, um, you know, education. Listen, like the left has created with our own rules. She's saying capitalism has come back to bite her in the ass. She said it. Because the majority of people reside on, like, the center left side of the spectrum. Corporations at least pander. Pander to progressives. Major uh, pillars of institutions. You guys have all the power, though. Conservatives actually run the goddamn country. Try to use our own rules then and beat them at their own game. What we have to do instead is create our own institutions. And we have to build up our own. We we ain't got no fucking power. Education. Like everything that they do, we just have to do it. But that's that's part of their narrative, though. They have to let their, their people. No, like, the left runs everything. That's why shit is so shitty. Or they would correctly say, like, oh, the oligarchs that run the country suck. Like, seriously, I had a dude one time. I asked him. I showed him the graph of, like, wages and worker productivity separating in, like, 1980. And I said, what do you think caused that? And he said, the government. And I said, that's a weird thing to say when from that point on, that was Reaganomics. That was the parsing back of government. That was the busting of unions. That's all we've seen is this anti-government sentiment from the Republicans overwhelmingly and even from a section of the Democrats. Bill Clinton ran as this third-way Democrat that had these Republican leanings fiscally. So it's it's been your guys' policy for 40 fucking years. You're the ones that fucked up the country. But this propaganda has to incorrectly say the left controls everything because the left controls it through the media and, and, and the schools. And they're indoctrinating everybody, which ironically fits perfectly with the whole, you know, Jewish thing. Um, and that's how we're going to win this culture war. It's a win-win for them. Oh, we were at the end there. I got nothing from that. How how are the how are the conservatives going to win the culture war? To get up on stage and whine some more? Is that it? To share out Kevin Hart whining about how he's a multimillionaire and you don't laugh at him enough. These be I wish they could feel embarrassment. Please feel embarrassment. It would save the rest of us a lot of trouble. Now I will tell you somebody who is feeling embarrassment today is the dude. I don't even know what it's called. This was some kind of dog competition. He's running one of these doggy fucking obstacle course thingies and uh, apparently this dog was very much going to win if it wasn't for his owner looking at that camera and still running and staying clean that was amazing get to the outside push 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 get over there get over there oh oh and then the bubby came check on him They're going to finish this run out. 
Oh, he's so cute. A little behind and trying to pick up speed. He just got himself caught. Now, there's no fault here yet until the dog gets to the other side of the jump. Now, here's those. Now, I don't, this is another one of those things I'm conflicted about. I'd say there's a lot of abuse that goes on in this kind of shit. But also, like, dogs like being active and learning shit. Like, they're like, that dog looks happy as fuck right now. So, I'm a little, I'm a little anti-competitions and shit like this. Just like I'm, like, anti-fucking beauty pageants of little kids. It seems, seems a little icky. That's just me, though. All right, that's, uh. As you guys know, I always like to end on a pet video. That was our pet video for the evening. Still running and staying clean. That was amazing. Get to the outside. Push, push, push. Get over there. Get over there. Oh, my goodness. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. If you're on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Pingo the Bear. He's talking about Jimmy Dore. This is going to be fun. I'm going to hop in with you guys to talk about it. They're going to finish this. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. That poor puppy. He looks so cute, too. Oh, my God. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.